Hello, and welcome to the 20th episode of Strange Fairy Tales. That's right, we're back after a hiatus of over an entire year. The whole staff is here to make this one great shindig. And here they are! Hello, dearies, it's me, Fred the Fairy Godmother. Yeah, what's that? Scriptwriter here, trying to be gangsta. And failing terribly. Oh, fine, I'll stop. Good, he's been doing that for about a month now. Anyway, it's your favorite ex-general. Hey, all y'all fairy tale fans out there. Standing off, two canes And you all know me. I'm the narrator. Ta-da! Sorry, I got a little carried away there. So anyway, on behalf of the Strange Fairy Tales staff, I would like to apologize for our extreme lack of any new episodes in the past year. But we had a very good excuse for not accomplishing anything. If you'll recall, the end of the last episode saw Fred spraying Toucan Sam's bee repellent that actually wasn't all over herself. An epic saga ensued, filled with problems, trouble, and a lot of cinnamon. Today we will tell you a tale of a year-long journey, during which time we were not able to be at the office to record new episodes of Strange Fairy Tales. So, it all began when Toucan Sam tricked Fred. Oh, alright. Well, here goes. Immediately, bees from all over the world flocked to Fred and began crawling all over her. Oh dear! What is this, Toucan Sam? It seems your bee repellent isn't working. No, nope. actually it's doing just what it's supposed to do. It's a joke product. Well, that's not very nice. How do you know I'm not allergic to bees? Well, that would be a problem, because headless Dalmatians calms the bees down. See, they're hardly moving at all. In fact, you see that bee right there? I think it's asleep. Buzz, 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 buzz. Oh, that's cute. Except for the fact that that's a bee! Fred worriedly tried to shoo the bees off her, but the small amount she managed to get rid of was immediately replaced by many times more. She screamed in terror, and Toucan Sam laughed, consumed by the mirth of his prank. He continued to laugh and laugh, until something very strange happened. In the middle of the black and yellow cloud, there appeared three tiny specks of different colors. There was a small white speck, a small pink speck, and a small blue speck. Suddenly, Toucan Sam heard a tiny voice say, Grab onto our tongues! What? How am I supposed to do that, Jerry? Do bees even have tongues? Bleh, bleh. Oh, that is so gross! And Fred vanished. The millions of tiny bumblebees surrounding her fell to the floor in a heap. Uh, clean up on that twelve? The rest of us looked around. Fred had vanished completely, and into thin air, nonetheless. We expressed our varying levels of concern. What the hoo-ha? That wasn't supposed to happen. See, that's why you should be nice to everyone. Well, the show must go on. We've got to get that podcast out, so let's cut right here, and then we'll get this show on the road. Scriptwriter, don't you wonder what happened to Fred? Not really. 
Well, I guess she does play a big role in the next episode, but I can always write her back in time for that. Two weeks came and went, and by the time we were ready to start recording, the scriptwriter had tried many times to write Fred back into our office, but for some reason she would not appear. It wasn't until much later that we discovered the footnote written in very small letters on the bottom of the script for the Lord of the Podcast. It said, The scriptwriter's powers will fail to rescue Fred. She must be rescued manually, or rather, in person. Apparently the scriptwriter had written this, and promptly forgotten about it, as he is so apt to do. Meanwhile, yours truly, as well as the three different colored bumblebees, were transported into the residence of a magical Neoplerodon. It was not pleased to see us, and began screaming in a terrible fashion. I was extremely disturbed by the screams of the beast, but the white bumblebee pretended to ignore the Neoplerodon, while the pink and blue bumblebees seemed right at home. It has spoken! The magical Neoplerodon has shown us the way to Cinnabon Cliff. Uh, you guys know there's no such thing as Cinnabon Cliff, right? Of course there is! It's right between the meadows of happiness and the valley of contentment. No, I'm telling you, there's no such thing. What do you two say we shun the non-believer, eh? Shun the non-believer. Shun. 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 Oh, how rude of me. I never ask your names. What should I call you? I'm Charlie. I'm Harley. And I'm Barley, and together we make up the Bumblebee Trio! Yeah, yeah, the Bumblebee Trio. Well, I will try to look past the fact that I hate bees. I'm sure you're very pleasant people. Uh, people? Anyway, I would like to ask, why have you three kidnapped me? Tell him, Barley. We need your help with our snowman. We left it at the top of Cinnabon Cliff. I wouldn't trust him if I were you. Harley and Barley have been known to steal body parts. And more importantly, television sets. Well, as I always say, a snowman in need is a snowman indeed. Shall we be off? And so the four of us walked around the country making sure to avoid all those evil umus and narslogs, and, of course, the ever-so-terrifying blah-blah-blah. Meanwhile, back at the office, the remaining staff all packed our bags and headed on an epic quest. Our very first problem was that we didn't know where we were headed. Fortunately, the scriptwriter remembered the Oracle of Delphi from the third episode of Strange Fairy Tales. So we walked. For seven days, seven nights, seven hours, seven minutes, and a hundred and forty-two nanoseconds, and arrived very near the location of the oracle. Unfortunately, none of us knew the exact location of the oracle, so we thought back to the third episode and remembered how Gretzum found it. We took a piece of bread and toasted it on one side, and one side only. We then buttered it lightly on the side that we did not toast, and took one small bite off the northwest corner. Then we chewed well and swallowed so as not to choke. Lastly, 
We crumbled the toast into teensy tiny pieces and threw them up into the air. A strange pattern emerged from the toast crumbs. It showed three unicorns walking on a bridge, one of them complaining profusely. Above their heads were the phantoms of small bumblebees. We all studied the mosaic with interest. It was the ex-general who finally noticed that the tongue of the pink crumblebee, if you will, was clearly pointing in a certain direction. So for some strange reason, we decided to walk in the complete opposite direction. I guess we were just repeating history. Anyway, exactly a year later, after walking completely around the world, and no, I'm not quite sure how we got across the oceans, so don't ask. It was very traumatic, though. Anyway, after walking around the world, we drew near to the spot where the breadcrumbs had lain one year before. Suddenly, the ground beneath our feet collapsed, and we fell twenty-four feet into the lair of the oracle. Near us were the skeletal remains of poor Gretzen. We paid our respects, and then cremated her body in the magma. It then swelled, glowed a brilliant shade of red-orange, and spoke. I am great and powerful oracle What do you wish to know? Which way should we go to find Fred the Fairy Godmother? Well... As it so happens, you can reach her by taking the choo-choo shoe. It stops near here. We said our thanks and headed on. Meanwhile, the Bumblebee Trio and I got kidnapped by a dreadful blah 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 and spent the better part of year in its cave, surviving only on cave berries and cheese. Finally, we made our daring escape with the help of the door. The door is everything, all that once was, and all that will be. The door controls time and space, love and death. The door can see into your mind. The door can see into your soul. But fortunately, the door was kind enough to let us pass. Fred! Fred! We're close! The Cinnabon Cliff is just ahead! Oh, that's wonderful. Don't you think that's wonderful, Charlie? What? What? I can't hear you! Oh, you silly bumblebee. You can't hear me because of the banana in your ear. Take it out. I'm frankly not sure how it got in there in the first place. There, that's better. But I was so happy. I couldn't hear any of you. We're here! It's Cinnabon Cliff, filled with stickiness, and joy, and wonder, and joyness, and cinnamon. That's wonderful. Where's the snowman? I don't see a snowman. A strange burst of gas came up from the ground and enveloped me. See? This is the part where they steal your kidneys. I told you you shouldn't believe them. Fortunately, at that very moment, the choo-choo shoe arrived. Oh no! It's the choo-choo shoe carrying all of Fred's friends here to save her! We rushed out of the shoe and quickly ran over to Fred, where the stink from the sneaker filled her nostrils and eliminated all of the sleeping gas. She was then able to use her giant toodlian magic to banish Harley and Barley to the future. Me now a squatty. Me now a squatter. 
Me now a squatty under Gubada. Maybe we'll see the two of them again, and maybe we won't. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Anyway, then the five of us, plus Charlie the Bumblebee, all ate cinnamon rolls until we were stuffed. The day was saved, thanks to Stinky Shoes. And so we're back. But we've taken a vote and decided that we will just put out an episode once every... whenever we feel like it. It's pretty stressful sometimes. We're just going to enjoy each other's company and pull pranks on each other. And overall, try not to cause the destruction of civilization as we know it. Ha! <laughs> Good luck with that last one. You may now clap.